You're listening to The Big Bible Read, an initiative of The Pulse and The Word radio stations. For Bible study resources and to join a community of other Bible readers, visit bigbiblered.com. Genesis chapter 41. At the end of two full years, Pharaoh had a dream. As he was standing by the Nile, seven fine-looking fat cows were coming up out of the Nile, and they grazed in the reeds. Then seven bad-looking thin cows were coming up after them from the Nile, and they stood beside the other cows at the edge of the river. The bad-looking thin cows ate the seven fine-looking fat cows. Then Pharaoh woke up. Then he fell asleep again and had a second dream. There were seven heads of grain growing on one stalk, healthy and good. Then seven heads of grain, thin and burned by the east wind, were sprouting up after them. The thin heads swallowed up the seven healthy and full heads. Then Pharaoh woke up and realized it was a dream. In the morning, he was troubled, so he called for all the diviner priests of Egypt and all its wise men. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but no one could interpret them for him. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, Today I recall my failures. Pharaoh was enraged with his servants, and he put me in prison in the house of the captain of the guards, me and the chief baker. We each had a dream one night. Each of us had a dream with its own meaning. Now a young man, a Hebrew, a servant of the captain of the guards, was with us there. We told him our dreams, and he interpreted the meaning of each of our respective dreams for us. It happened just as he said to us. Pharaoh restored to me my office, but he impaled the baker. Then Pharaoh summoned Joseph, so they brought him quickly out of the dungeon. He shaved himself, changed his clothes, and came before Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream, and there is no one who can interpret it, but I have heard about you that you can interpret dreams. Joseph replied to Pharaoh, It is not within my power, but God will speak concerning the welfare of Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, In my dream I was standing by the edge of the Nile. Then seven fat and fine-looking cows were coming up out of the Nile, and they grazed in the reeds. Then seven other cows came up after them. They were scrawny, very bad-looking, and lean. I have never seen such bad-looking cows as these in all the land of Egypt. The lean, bad-looking cows ate up the seven fat cows. When they had eaten them, no one would have known that they had done so, for they were just as bad-looking as before. Then I woke up. I also saw in my dream seven heads of grain growing on one stalk, full and good. Then seven heads of grain withered and thin and burned with the east wind were sprouting up after them. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven good heads of grain. So I told all this to the diviner priests, but no one could tell me its meaning. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, Both dreams of Pharaoh have the same meaning. God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows represent seven years, and the seven good heads of grain represent seven years. Both dreams have the same meaning. The seven lean, bad-looking cows that came up after them represent seven years, as do the seven empty heads of grain burned with the east wind. They represent seven years of famine. This is just what I told Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the whole land of Egypt, but seven years of famine will occur after them, and all the abundance will be forgotten in the land of Egypt. The famine will devastate the land. The previous abundance of the land will not be remembered because of the famine that follows, for the famine will be very severe. The dream was repeated to Pharaoh because the matter has been decreed by God, and God will make it happen soon. So now, Pharaoh should look for a wise and discerning man, 
and give him authority over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh should do this. He should appoint officials throughout the land to collect one-fifth of all the produce of the land of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. They should gather all the excess food during these good years that are coming. By Pharaoh's authority, they should store up grain so that the cities will have food and they should preserve it. This food should be held in storage for the land in preparation for the seven years of famine that will occur throughout the land of Egypt. In this way, the land will survive the famine. This advice made sense to Pharaoh and all his officials. So Pharaoh asked his officials, Can we find a man like Joseph, one in whom the Spirit of God is present? So Pharaoh said to Joseph, Because God has enabled you to know all this, there is no one as wise and discerning as you are. You will oversee my household, and all my people will submit to your commands. Only I, the king, will be greater than you. See here, Pharaoh said to Joseph, I place you in authority over all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his own hand and put it on Joseph's. He clothed him with fine linen clothes and put a gold chain around his neck. Pharaoh had him ride in the chariot used by his second-in-command, and they cried out before him, Kneel down. So he placed him over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh also said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, but without your permission, no one will move his hand or his foot in all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh gave Joseph the name Zephanath-Paniah. He also gave him Asenath, daughter of Potiphera, priest of On, to be his wife. So Joseph took charge of all the land of Egypt. Now Joseph was 30 years old when he began serving Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Joseph was commissioned by Pharaoh and was in charge of all the land of Egypt. During the seven years of abundance, the land produced large, bountiful harvests. Joseph collected all the excess food in the land of Egypt during the seven years and stored it in the cities. In every city, he put the food gathered from the field around it. Joseph stored up a vast amount of grain, like the sand of the sea, until he stopped measuring it because it was impossible to measure. Two sons were born to Joseph before the famine came. Aseneth, daughter of Potiphera, priest of On, was their mother. Joseph named the firstborn Manasseh, saying, Certainly God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's house. He named the second child Ephraim, saying, Certainly God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. The seven years of abundance in the land of Egypt came to an end. Then the seven years of famine began, just as Joseph had predicted. There was famine in all the other lands, but throughout the land of Egypt there was food. When all the land of Egypt experienced the famine, the people cried out to Pharaoh for food. Pharaoh said to all the people of Egypt, Go to Joseph and do whatever he tells you. While the famine was over all the earth, Joseph opened the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians. The famine was severe throughout the land of Egypt. People from every country came to Joseph in Egypt to buy grain because the famine was severe throughout the earth. Chapter 42 When Joseph heard there was grain in Egypt, he said to his sons, Why are you looking at each other? He then said, Look, I have heard there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy grain for us so that we may live and not die. So ten of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain from Egypt. But Jacob did not send Joseph's brother Benjamin with his brothers. For he said, What if some accident happens to him? So Israel's sons came to buy grain among the other travelers, for the famine was severe in the land of Canaan. Now Joseph was the ruler of the country, the one who sold grain to all the people of the country. Joseph's brothers came and bowed down before him with their faces to the ground. When Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them, but he pretended to be a stranger to them and spoke to them harshly. 
He asked, Where do you come from? They answered, From the land of Canaan to buy grain for food. Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. Then Joseph remembered the dreams he had dreamed about them, and he said to them, You are spies. You have come to see if our land is vulnerable. But they exclaimed, No, my lord, your servants have come to buy grain for food. We are all the sons of one man. We are honest men. Your servants are not spies. No, he insisted, but you have come to see if our land is vulnerable. They replied, Your servants are from a family of twelve brothers. We are the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. The youngest is with our father at this time, and one is no longer alive. But Joseph told them, It is just as I said to you, you are spies. You will be tested in this way. As surely as Pharaoh lives, you will not depart from this place unless your youngest brother comes here. One of you must go and get your brother while the rest of you remain in prison. In this way, your words may be tested to see if you are telling the truth. If not, then as surely as Pharaoh lives, you are spies. He imprisoned them all for three days. On the third day, Joseph said to them, Do as I say, and you will live, for I fear God. If you are honest men, leave one of your brothers confined here in prison, while the rest of you go and take grain back to your hungry families. But you must bring your youngest brother to me. Then your words will be verified, and you will not die. They did as he said. They said to one another, Surely we're being punished because of our brother, because we saw how distressed he was when he cried to us for mercy, but we refused to listen. That is why this distress has come on us. Reuben said to them, Didn't I say to you, don't sin against the boy? But you wouldn't listen. So now we must pay for shedding his blood. Now they did not know that Joseph could understand them, for he was speaking through an interpreter. He turned away from them and wept. When he turned around and spoke to them again, he had Simeon taken from them and tied up before their eyes. Then Joseph gave the orders to fill their bags with grain, to return each man's money to his sack, and to give them provisions for the journey. His orders were carried out, so they loaded their grain on their donkeys and left. When one of them opened his sack to get his feed for his donkey at their resting place, he saw his money in the mouth of the sack. He said to his brothers, My money was returned. Here it is in my sack. They were dismayed. They turned, trembling to one another, and said, What in the world has God done to us? They returned to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan and told him all the things that had happened to them, saying, The man, the Lord of the land, spoke harshly to us and treated us as if we were spying on the land. But we said to him, We are honest men. We are not spies. We are from a family of twelve brothers. We are the sons of one father. One is no longer alive, and the youngest is with our father at this time in the land of Canaan. Then the man, the Lord of the land, said to us, This is how I will find out if you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers with me, and take grain for your hungry households and go. But bring your youngest brother back to me, so I will know that you are honest men and not spies. Then I will give your brother back to you, and you may move about freely in the land. When they were emptying their sacks, there was each man's bag of money in his sack. When they and their father saw the bags of money, they were afraid. Their father Jacob said to them, You are making me childless. Joseph is gone, Simeon is gone, and now you want to take Benjamin? Everything is against me. Then Reuben said to his father, You may put my two sons to death if I do not bring him back to you. Put him in my care, and I will bring him back to you. But Jacob replied, My son will not go down there with you, for his brother is dead, and he alone is left. If an accident happens to him on the journey you have to make, 
then you will bring down my gray hair in sorrow to the grave. Matthew chapter 13. On that day after Jesus went out of the house, he sat by the lake, and such a large crowd gathered around him that he got in a boat to sit while the whole crowd stood on the shore. He told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil. They sprang up quickly because the soil was not deep. But when the sun came up, they were scorched, and because they did not have sufficient root, they withered. Other seeds fell among thorns, and they grew up and choked them. But other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundred times as much, some sixty and some thirty. The one who has ears had better listen. Then the disciples came to him and said, Why do you speak to them in parables? He replied, You have been given the opportunity to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but they have not. For whoever has will be given more, and will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. For this reason I speak to them in parables. Although they see, they do not see. And although they hear, they do not hear, nor do they understand. And concerning them, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, You will listen carefully, yet will never understand. You will look closely, yet will never comprehend. For the heart of this people has become dull. They are hard of hearing, and they have shut their eyes. And they would not see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. But your eyes are blessed because they see, and your ears because they hear. For I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. So listen to the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed sown on rocky ground is the person who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. But he has no root in himself and does not endure. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, immediately he falls away. The seed sown among thorns is the person who hears the word, but worldly cares and the seductiveness of wealth choke the word. So it produces nothing. But as for the seeds sown on good soil, this is the person who hears the word and understands. He bears fruit, yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. He presented them with another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a person who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, the enemy came and sowed darnel among the wheat and went away. When the plants sprouted and produced grain, Then the darnel also appeared. So the slaves of the landowner came and said to him, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Then where did the darnel come from? He said, An enemy has done this. So the slaves replied, Do you want us to go and gather it? But he said, No, since in gathering the darnel, you may uproot the wheat along with it. 
Let both grow together until the harvest. At harvest time, I will tell the reapers, first collect the darnel and tie it in bundles to be burned, but then gather the wheat into my barn. He gave them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest garden plant and becomes a tree, so that the wild birds come and nest in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of flour until all the dough had risen. Jesus spoke all these things in parables to the crowds. He did not speak to them without a parable. This fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will announce what has been hidden from the foundation of the world. Then he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the darnel in the field. He answered, The one who sowed the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the people of the kingdom. The poisonous weeds are the people of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. As the poisonous weeds are collected and burned with fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather from his kingdom everything that causes sin, as well as all lawbreakers. They will throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. The one who has ears had better listen. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure, hidden in a field, that a person found and hid. Then because of joy, he went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking for fine pearls. When he found a pearl of great value, he went out and sold everything he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was cast into the sea that caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, they pulled it ashore, sat down, and put the good fish into containers and threw the bad away. It will be this way at the end of the age. Angels will come and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things? They replied, yes. Then he said to them, Therefore, every expert in the law who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his treasure what is new and old. Now, when Jesus finished these parables, he moved on from there. Then he came to his hometown and began to teach the people in their synagogue. They were astonished and said, Where did this man get such wisdom and miraculous powers? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother named Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? And aren't all his sisters here with us? So where did he get all this? And so they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and in his own house. And he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Psalm 17, A Prayer of David Lord, consider my just cause. Pay attention to my cry for help. Listen to the prayer I sincerely offer. Make a just decision on my behalf. Decide what is right. You have scrutinized my inner motives. 
You have examined me during the night. You have carefully evaluated me, but you find no sin. I am determined I will say nothing sinful. As for the actions of people, just as you have commanded, I have not followed in the footsteps of violent men. I carefully obey your commands. I do not deviate from them. I call to you because you will answer me, O God. Listen to me. Hear what I say. Accomplish awesome, faithful deeds, you who powerfully deliver those who look to you for protection from their enemies. Protect me as you would protect the pupil of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. Protect me from the wicked men who attack me, my enemies who crowd around me for the kill. They are calloused. They speak arrogantly. They attack me. Now they surround me. They intend to throw me to the ground. He is like a lion that wants to tear its prey to bits, like a young lion crouching in hidden places. Rise up, Lord. Confront him. Knock him down. Use your sword to rescue me from the wicked man. Lord, use your power to deliver me from these murderers, from the murderers of this world. They enjoy prosperity. You overwhelm them with the riches they desire. They have many children and leave their wealth to their offspring. As for me, because I am innocent, I will see your face. When I awake, you will reveal yourself to me. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, netbible.com. Copyright 1996-2019. Used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC. All rights reserved.